a little while later, I met a doctor's daughter from one of the tidier towns on the world. Her dad didn't want me in the house because I was the wrong religion, but her mother spent a lot of time trying to convince herself that I might be acceptable. She wouldn't have thought so fondly of me if she'd known what we were up to in the greenhouse in the garden, even if we lacked the courage of our convictions and were more likely to be overcome by green fly than by passion. So the doctor's daughter and I talked on the phone for hours about what I could not tell you now, but probably the usual absurdity and offense that teenagers find in regard to the adult world. We didn't have any money to speak of, so we'd ride the ferry over to Liverpool. But having nowhere to go, we'd wait until everyone had got off, and then we'd ride the ferry back across the Mersey to Birkenhead. There was a lot of time spent sitting on buses, laughing into our hands at something we imagined in the faces of strangers. I never wrote anything as crass as a Love song for Joanna. She eventually left me for a soldier living on a kibbutz. Before that postcard arrived, I'd already started to do things to horrify her friends who were given a melodrama and crying while listening to mawkish cat Stephen records. One of them, who occasionally took her mother's tranquilizers, had a copy of Blonde on Blonde, which she seemed to like to be seen holding. I'm not sure she'd actually ever listened to the record. Thinking about it now, I probably harbored a secret desire for this spoiled little creature as I went out and bought myself a second-hand copy of the album, too. Up until then, all I knew of Bob Dylan was a stack of singles and some sheet music. I'd worked out the changes to Don't Think Twice, It's All Right, but the first Dylan songs I actually learned to play and perform in public were Tears of Rage and You Ain't Going Nowhere. The rest of the songs were just absorbed by osmosis or from being alive. You can learn a lot of songs that way. It was also at this time that I threw in my allegiance with the Grateful Dead as saying that you liked the dead was a conversation stopper with people who preferred, yes, or Berkeley James Harvest. Pop shows on television were full of men with permed hair or feather-cut specimens poured into lame and glitter outfits with eyeliner and mascara smudged on their beery faces. I didn't think that I could pull off the glam look at all. Even after I discovered that Brian Connolly of Sweet was originally a Scottish McManus, so might have been my very, very, very distant cousin. However much we all pretended that music was about a small handful of albums and the long, dark hours spent pondering them, there was still a guilty pleasure of tuning into Top of the Pops on a Thursday night. I never went for any of Tyrannosaurus Rex's songs with bongos about wizards and unicorns, but when they shortened their name to T-Rex and released Jeepster, well, 
that was something I could understand. 